A private invitation reveals that Justin Trudeau's office invited Waffen SS veteran Yaroslav Hunka to a reception with the Prime Minister. The Liberal government has broken a key policy promise to the NDP after announcing a delay to expanding the eligibility of its universal dental care plan. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev has a foolproof plan to crack down on vehicle theft. Hello Canada, it's Tuesday, February 6th. This is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Cosman Georgia. And I'm Noah Jarvis. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's office invited Waffen SS veteran Yaroslav Hunka to a reception the Prime Minister was hosting for Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. Hunka was the Ukrainian veteran given a standing ovation in the House of Commons during Zelensky's visit last September. Trudeau blamed House Speaker Anthony Rota, who resigned over the incident. The Prime Minister's office previously claimed it had no involvement in communicating with Hunka's presence. The standing ovation sparked an intense backlash from Jewish advocacy groups. Trudeau apologized, not personally, but on behalf of Canada, shortly after the incident occurred. I also want to reiterate how deeply sorry Canada is for this situation this put President Zelensky and the Ukrainian delegation in, said Trudeau at the time. Trudeau would not offer a personal apology, continuing to say it was the Speaker of the House's responsibility and not his government's. However, according to an invitation recently reviewed by the Globe and Mail, Trudeau invited Hunka to a special event at Fort York Armory in Toronto later that evening on September 22nd. The invitation was sent to Mr. Hunka four days before the reception from the Office of Protocol of Canada. The invitation was in the form of an email with the subject titled Invitation from the Prime Minister of Canada, September 22nd, 2023. So Noah, in September, the Liberals swore up and down Parliament Hill that they had no hand in the invitation of this individual. And it really was a shameful moment in Canadian history. I think everybody recognized that. But the Prime Minister's office swore that they had no knowledge of this happening in the first place. And even Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland, who is Ukrainian herself, also said she had no knowledge of this incident. But now here we have a smoking gun. They knew after all, and I think many Canadians suspected that this was the case. It was hard to believe that nobody had prior knowledge. So as we revisit this, Noah, will this cause any further trouble for the Liberals? I think it depends on whether or not the opposition parties and the media will pounce on the fact that Trudeau and the Liberals, they lied about this matter to uh, Canadians' faces. It's bad enough that a member of the Waffen-SS was invited to Parliament uh, alongside the Ukrainian president being invited to Parliament and uh, the whole controversy that that uh, initiated in September. 
But the fact that we lied about it, the, not we lied about it, the fact that the prime minister lied about inviting uh, Mr. Hunka to a reception, uh, it's, it's, it's very troubling. Uh, it's very troubling that the prime minister feels that he is able to lie to the Canadian uh, people without impunity, that this is a normal thing for him to do and for his uh, ministers to do. Uh, if you remember Marco Minichino, how he lied about Chinese police stations in Canada being shut down and how Trudeau lied about the SNC-Lavalin scandal and how uh, Trudeau has probably lied about many other uh, issues and scandals uh, that just has not come to light. So it really compromises the prime minister's inte integrity more than it already has been compromised and it has uh, been quite compromised and i believe that's why uh, canadians are starting to get sick of the prime minister because after nine years the lies are starting to pile up the federal government announced that it won't be expanding the eligibility for its full dental plan until 2025, despite the pledge being one of the key promises that the Liberals made to the NDP under their Confidence and Supply Pact. The dental care plan was designed to eventually cover the dental costs for all uninsured Canadians who earn less than an annual household income of $90,000. The initial pact between the Liberals and the NDP called for the program to be fully implemented by the end of the year to ensure that there wouldn't be a federal election before 2025. However, the Trudeau government announced that last week that expanding the program to adults aged 18 to 65 wouldn't begin until sometime next year. I got a clear answer that it would begin before the end of 2024, said NDP health critic Don Davies, referring to an email he received from Health Minister Mark Holland only a week before the latest change in deadline. According to Oak Bay News, Davies said the two parties' agreement was crystal clear regarding when the program was scheduled to be implemented. So, Cosman, as previously stated, the pledge to expand uh, a dental care program to Canadians was one of the key promises that the Liberals did make uh, to the NDP in order to uh, sign that confidence and supply pact that they had signed a couple of years ago. But uh, the Liberals, they have not been making uh, headway on the dental care uh, plan as well as some of the other priorities that the NDP had tried to impose upon the Liberal government. So do you believe that uh, the Liberals falling through with this dental care plan will be enough for the NDP to withdraw their support before the uh, scheduled 2025 election? Or do you believe that the NDP will remain supportive of the Trudeau Liberals as that is their source of power? I'm not so sure about that because I think they're, they're probably going to stomp their feet and cross their arms and, you know, raise the issue with the Liberals. But I don't think this will cause their agreement to collapse mainly because the liberals haven't totally reneged on actually implementing the uh universal dental care plan they're just essentially delaying it a little bit so i i don't suspect that's enough to get jugmeet singh to back out of the deal and he's already dug himself so deep in a hole with the liberals by basically prompting up prime minister justin trudeau I suspect their fates are uh, sort of tied together now more than ever before. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev says his recent plan to crack down on auto thefts will be constitutionally sound and won't be struck down by the courts. At a Brampton, Ontario press conference on Monday, Polyev rolled out a plan he says will tackle the scourge of auto thefts, promising jail not bail for repeat offenders. 
Today, I'm announcing that a Pierre Polyev government will go after the real criminals by restoring jail, not bail, for repeat violent offenders and career car thieves, said Polyev. Polyev said he would pass legislation to require mandatory jail time for repeat offenders, increase the mandatory minimum sentence from six months to three years, remove the possibility of receiving house arrest, lengthen sentences for car thefts, associated with organized crime and reform the bail system. The Stephen Harper government had passed tough-on-crime legislation to create mandatory minimum sentences for a variety of crimes, though many of these laws were struck down by the courts, citing violations of rights. True North asked Polyev about how he would ensure his anti-auto theft legislation would withstand judicial scrutiny. My legislation is charter-proof and constitutionally sound. It's not the courts that have turned loose criminals and allowed this crime wave. It's Justin Trudeau. It, is, it was not the courts that passed C-75, the catch-and-release bail system. It was Justin Trudeau. It was, not ju it was not the courts that brought in house arrest for repeat car thieves in C-5. It was Justin Trudeau. It was his legislation that caused the crime crisis. He needs to stop blaming the courts and start doing his job. It was not the courts that allowed our, that caused our national police force, which is responsible for fighting organized crime, to fail in its job. That was Justin Trudeau's mismanagement of the force. And it was not the courts that have allowed our ports to become parking lots for stolen cars. Those ports are not run by judges, they are run by the federal government. A common sense conservative government will fix the criminal code to put the criminals in jail, we will reform the RCMP to stop organized crime, and we will secure our ports to keep the illegal drugs and guns out and our cars in the country. It's common sense. So Noah, do you believe Polyev when he says that his legislation will be charter proof, given the fact that, you know, I, I believe we have a politicized justice system and a lot of these judges that have been appointed by Trudeau would probably argue that there are charter rights violations when there's tough on crime legislation uh, implemented. Yeah, I'm not exactly convinced uh, that, you know, any legislation is charter proof for that matter, much less uh, legislation that hasn't even been written and tabled uh, for to really know if your legislation is, quote unquote, charter proof. It either has to be uh, enacted and then challenged or uh, before you enact the legislation, you have to send it up to the Supreme Court for a reference question uh, and they will then decide whether or not your proposed legislation uh, is uh, constitutionally valid or not. That's what uh, pretty much every government has done uh, in recent years. And uh, when the Polyev government, I'm sure that they will also send up a reference question to the Supreme Court to gauge whether or not uh, their proposed pro mandatory minimum provisions and uh, tougher penalties on criminals will be constitutionally valid. But what, what I will say is that uh, Pierre Polyev's uh, future government, when, whenever or if that ever happens, uh, does have an opportunity to learn from the mistakes of the Harper government and not fall into those same traps, not fall into 
into the same traps that has led to courts uh, striking down many of these tough on crime uh, provisions. With that being said, I don't think there's really anything that you can do to safeguard your legislation from being struck down by a rogue judge who just doesn't like the law in question or the effects that it has on certain groups within society. So for Poliev to say that uh, his legislation or his plan is charter proof, uh, it doesn't really make sense at this time. That's it for today, folks. Make sure to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Also, please keep an eye out for the Andrew Lawton Show and Ratioed with Harrison Faulkner later today. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news.